0: Welcome to From the Booth, a podcast where we talk about the films playing at BYU's International Cinema. Today we're talking about the documentary Ailey that played at International Cinema a few weeks ago. I'm Marila Oskerson, Assistant Director of International Cinema, and I'm joined today by Professor Adam Dyer from the BYU Dance Department. Before landing at BYU, Adam enjoyed a career as an internationally recognized performer, director and choreographer and educator. Dyer has been fortunate to both create and perform in many areas of the entertainment industry, including on Broadway, film, Walt Disney Entertainment, Lincoln Center Concert Dance, Aqua Bay Cirque Spectaculars, live music concert, virtual reality, digital performance and more. Credits for which he's most grateful are Director of Hero, water-based cirque show for Royal Caribbean Entertainment, Spider-Man in Broadway's Spider-Man Turn of the Dark, acrobat aerialist in Franco Dragone's Le Rêve and The House of Dancing Water, dancer for Crystal Pite in Polaris, Lincoln Center White Lights Festival. Dyer holds a BFA from Alvin Ailey, American Dance Theater, Fordham University, and an MFA from NY News Tisch School of the Arts, specializing in dance and new media. And you can see he has a, a website that you can check, adamraydyer.com. So you can you can see more of the achievement of Adam. Adam, welcome to this podcast.
1: Marila, thank you so much for having me and I appreciate that kind introduction. It's fun to reflect on the blessings that have come in my career.
0: We are very, very impressed with your training and your experience. So you were at Alvin LA as comp- I mean, you, you, that's where you, you trained. Can you tell us a little bit more about this adventure?
1: Absolutely. So I was so fortunate to be accepted into a really pioneering program in the early 2000s. Alvin Ailey American Dance Theatre partnered with Fordham University in Lincoln Center right in the heart of Manhattan. To offer a BFA in dance performance, and we would train with the company. I I trained with them for four years and took Horton and Graham and Lamone technique classes and ballet on a daily basis. And some of those techniques are actually what Alvin Ailey delved into when he was a young dancer, even before his company was a thought in his mind. He studied with Lester Horton in Los Angeles and he started dancing quite late in life, similar to myself. I believe he was was 21 or 22 when he took his first formal dance class. He was a really athletic man and grew up in the South and was very physical with his body. And so I feel like his dance journey is a bit of my own and and his legacy has really shaped the artist I am today.
0: Wonderful. It's been said about Ailey's work that his choreography is of the heart and that the black and universal is very apparent in his work. What are some of the comments that you may have about this? You
1: know, it's just such a rich culture that he drew from and he did such a fantastic job of making modern dance accessible to to regular people because the historical context that he's creating his dance company in it, the Brown versus board of education, which was a very big civil rights case in America was in 1954. Public schools in Arkansas were desegregated for the first time in around 1957. And he founded his company in 1958 because dancers in New York city who were black Americans were not able to, to be on stage in New York City Ballet. There were very limited opportunities for people that looked like him. And so he created his company and took the songs of the South, slave hymnals that were sung and he put them on stage and he took movement that, that came from his youth and really created art from his own experience. And at the time of the civil rights movement really found a voice for, for black Americans.
0: Very good. Like you've talked a little bit about the influence and the culture that he drew from. You mentioned those songs from the South. What else could you tell us about the influence that Alvin Alley had on his work? I'm thinking maybe about his family, classical dance as it influenced him in any way, religion, race, racism. What What are some of those things that we find in his in his work?
1: That's such a great question, and I think you touched on every single topic, right? The religion that he grew up in, he really tried to take the influence of Southern Black Americans, whether that's food or the communal relationship. So many of the formations that he put bodies in, there's an iconic start to Revelations where they're in a a strong triangle formation on stage, and it it actually looks like they're worshiping. And so, you know, I don't know for sure. I've tried to read as many biographies as I can on Alvin Ailey when I was a student there, and it seems like some of these images came from the churches that he frequented with his family. And also, as, as a gay man, I think that he felt a bit ostracized from those communities. And so he was trying to find a way to talk about things that, that weren't really talked about all that often in, in the 60s and 70s. So he took his experience and tried to put it into his art from communal relationships to religious traditions to songs, blues and jazz, and brought it to modern dance and made it accessible. I think 23 million people across like six continents have seen Revelations. And it was first performed in in 1960 at the 92nd Street Y. And I, I bet you he never imagined what a massive success his work Revelations has been. And actually reading insights into his artistic work, I think he always felt plagued by the success of Revelations because his work that came after never reached the commercial success that Revelations did. But I, I believe it's those cultural and youth experiences that he had that he infused into revelations that made it so popular.
0: What a wonderful piece for sure. You know, I'm not a dancer myself, so I can't talk for myself, but from what I've read, dance is something that can affect not only the body, but as well the spirit, that it can be very healing. There's a lot of feelings in Alvinelli's choreography. We feel as we watch those dancers, we feel what freedom means uh, or race and racism, rage and anger as well. What can you tell us about the effect of dance on the body and on the soul and what you you observe in Ellie's work?
1: Well, I appreciate that question. So when I was with the company training in the early 2000s, I was receiving Alvin Ailey's artistic legacy through some of his protégés. Judith Jamison was the artistic director of the company at the time. Denise Jefferson was the director of the school. And I worked with choreographers such as Sylvia Waters and Troy Powell, who knew Mr. Ailey and, and received kind of his insights into storytelling and all those things you mentioned. You know, I think what made their company successful was the chip on their shoulders, that there wasn't black dancing bodies on the stage in 1958, which is why he founded his company. He said, if we're not going to get an opportunity at some of these performing venues, we're going to have to create it ourselves. And I think that that can still be seen today in terms of of funding in how The product that the Ailey School and Ailey 2 and and Alvin Ailey American Dance Theater put on stage is it's how do you keep arts alive? Who is your base? Who is your audience? And, And so I think some of the students really received those lessons of how does race play a part into what you put on stage? And then how can it be a source of healing and creating bridges across cultures? Here I am, a a white American raised in Wisconsin, which is a pretty homogeneous place to be raised in. But then I was fortunate enough to be accepted into, into their training program. I had about 24 members in my cohort that were training And we were separated into two different groups when we learned revelations in our rep class. There were the darker skin kids and the light skin kids. And you'd think that would be on the cover of the New York Times if it happened today. And we were kind of looking around at each other like, is this really happening to us? But in art, aesthetics play a part. And so I think we looked at each other. We all felt funny. But I don't think any of us were offended, right? Because we understood the heritage of what Alvin Ailey went through to create his company. And although I don't have the aesthetic that is common on stage for Alvin Ailey American Dance Theater, the training that I received and the cultural sensitivity that I gained, I think makes me the artist that I am today.
0: Interesting. I read something as well about identity in Ailey and uh, the importance of, of creating that identity that I am, telling the truth as well, that what I can do with my body is, is like create movement and create a story and create the truth through that movement. It resonates with me that search for the aesthetic and a search for a story. What, what are some of the comments that you have about finding the identity and the truth in movement in the storytelling that way? I
1: appreciate that insight. So absolutely. If I think of common movement like contractions and pleadings are are technical words that that are common to, to Ailey's vocabulary and releasing the spine and and using these movements that really evoke emotion. And I think something we can talk about here at BYU that maybe isn't commonplace is is that our bodies are are this gift that actually are provide a place for our immortal spirit to inhabit while we're, while we're here on earth and our bodies look a certain way for a reason. And, and I think our bodies give us access to telling stories because they look a certain way. It's why when you're casting for a film or, or for a a dance piece that you really, you try to pick artists that look a certain way to tell a certain story. And, and you know, right now in the in 2022, racial conversations are so charged. And I try to tell my students to not take casting personal. <laughs> and that's so hard, right? Because our, our bodies are such a part of our identity. And as a dancer, you're working on your body as your vehicle of art. It's not like an, a visual artist that can use paints or a medium to sculpt. Like your body is how you create your art. So It is so deeply personal, and I think race can be embraced and talked about, and yet we can try to avoid walls going up and offenses taken if if we aren't chosen to tell a certain story. So a great movie that just came out that is common to many, many people, West Side Story really hits the heart of this idea of representation in dance and and race and and tension between all these concepts. And Justin Peck, the choreographer, a white American choreographer from New York City Ballet, actually cast a colleague of mine from Alvin Ailey American Dance Theater, who's from Brooklyn and is half Puerto Rican. And so I think there's this wonderful dynamic in art that we're, we're starting to talk about people being able to tell their own stories, Puerto Rican dancers being able to portray that in film. And then there's also this wonderful thing about art and imagination where, where like me, I could go and study with Alvin Ailey American Dance Theater and learn the repertory and learn the stories and, and embody those stories in a repertory class where my appreciation, someone who doesn't represent that culture, but can appreciate it and and also tell that story. And, and I think there's room for both. I think right now we're seeing, you know, we get sound bites in social media and we we feel the rage and the tension between those competing ideas. But I would love to be an advocate for artists who study and, and find the techniques of storytelling. And so you can authentically tell other stories with their permission. And then you can also really seek to represent people and provide opportunities, especially if they've been underrepresented in the past. How can we make up for, for lost time, so to speak, in, in giving people opportunities? I, I think it's a fine and delicate balance and much more conversation to follow, but I would love to seek that balance.
0: That's wonderful, and I hope that our students will look for that balance in their lives and as well in the art that that they see. Our podcast is produced by International Cinema and supported by the BYU College of Humanities. We're solely responsible for the opinions and ideas expressed here, as we do not represent any official position adopted by the university or its supporting institutions. As always, we thank our producer, Devin Glenn, and our sound engineer, Marina Ekstrom-Pratt. We would also like to acknowledge the musical talents of Johnny Stallings, who wrote and recorded music for the podcast. Adam, it was wonderful to meet with you for this podcast, and I'm very grateful for your participation today. Thank you
1: so much for having me. This was just wonderful to talk about what I feel is a transformational artistic experience with Alvin Ailey. So thank you, Mariela.
0: Thank you so much. And until next time, see you in 250 of the Kimball Tower. Bye-bye.